Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Black Shirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Mark. I'm a staff writer at Inside Nebraska. And the man over there is the Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Nebraska Black Shirt. Jay, we are back once again. But um, unfortunately for Husker fans, we are not talking about a Husker win. Uh, Nebraska goes to East Lansing, Michigan and falls 20 to 17 to the Michigan State Spartans. Kind of a wild game, um, especially at the end there with some of the officiating calls. I know a lot of people are going to be talking about the officials in this one. Um, but overall, um, just a poor, poor, uh, poor performance from the Huskers, in my opinion. Um, things just didn't really get off to a good start. Um, the the defense unchar- uncharacteristically kind of got didn't have that um, good start that they usually um, have have come to uh, begin games with um, Michigan State kind of. Um, had some big plays in the first drive of the game and kind of it just kind of set the tone. It's like, oh, this right. is going to be a dogfight up there. I mean, it, it it always is with with these two teams uh, recently. But, Jay, what did overall what did you see from the Huskers? Well, I think they just came out flat. And that's probably was, you know, the most disappointing part about it. I mean, you, you, look, Michigan State, you know, before they had the Mel Tucker situation was two and oh, and they were looking like a surprise team over there, you know, in the east. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can't think like, oh, well you know, they didn't have, they, they still had talent, you know, they still revamped their offense and defensive line. It's been something that the area something that they uh, put a lot of resources and time into the last two years. And um, those guys are still big and tough and physical and they were developed essentially for a whole year before, you know, their coach got, you know, obviously suspended and fired. So the, mm-hmm. the foundation of that program is still there. And then they had a, re- you know, they got a really good running back in, in Nick Carter, um, yeah. And then they were kind of just playing ring around the rosy with the quarterbacks. But, and so they were, you know, came out with some good energy and, you know, um, you know, Nebraska just seemed flat in all three phases and, and, you know, battle back some, but could never just get it going and really, you know, overwhelm them. And so, you know, it was just a disappointing, the fact of what was at stake and came out a little flat. Uh, you mm-hmm. knew Michigan state was going to be able to cause you some problems because, quite as kept regardless of the yards that they were giving up and mainly the yards that they were giving up is because they were on the field so long in all their games, their defensive line and their front seven. And quite frankly, their, their defense is, is pretty competitive. And so, um, you know, it was just, I mean, it's a learning experience and uh, you know, they got three more games and they can still, you know, you know, obviously make a bowl game and uh, you know, win a couple more games after that. The loss puts Nebraska at five and four overall three and three in the big 10. Uh, if you're looking at the Big Ten West standings, Iowa is atop it right now after that game-winning field goal against Northwestern at Wrigley Field. They are 7-2 and two overall, 4-2 and two in the conference. And then there is a three-way tie um, at number two in the West with Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Nebraska all at 2-3. and three. And then at 2-4 and four in the conference, you have Illinois and Northwestern. And Purdue is way down at the bottom at 1-5 and five after getting blown out on the road at Michigan. Uh I'm sure that was an interesting uh, post-game handshake. I'm sure you saw that between Jim Harbaugh and uh, Coach Walters up there at Nebraska. Did you see that, Jay? Yeah, I mean, it, look, I mean, uh, the Michigan saga or issue is is, is <laughs> obviously is a lot more serious than when it first came out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Coach Walters is a young coach and defensive-minded coach, so he's not going to mince his words. And it's probably mm-hmm. something that's been on his chest for a while. And so, you know, when you when – you, uh, go against the fabric of the unwritten rule in the game of football, um, the honor system and the, and amongst coaches, right? There is a, mm-hmm. there is a line that generally as a coach, you won't cross, uh, 
you know, you're going to get those type of icy uh, handshakes. And and this is not anything new to Jim Harbaugh. If you go back to when he was a coach yeah. of the 49ers, him and Jim Schwartz, um, some guy, some coaches didn't really want to shake his hand. So it's just one of those deals that, you know, it's a little bit of Harbaugh and it was a lot of Harbaugh. And then obviously coaches don't feel, uh, you know, at ease playing against them because, you know, you're fighting against two opponents, the number one or number two team in the nation or number three, I guess, if you want to go by the polls. But um, and then you're, you know, are they in your playbook and, and all that stuff? So it's almost mm -hmm. a mental mental fight of fighting against an unknown opponent uh, based on years of uh, past transgressions. Absolutely. So um, let's let's talk about the Michigan State uh, loss here. Uh, total yards. Nebraska was outgained in total yards by the Spartans uh, by just a little bit, 295 to 277. The Huskers rushed for 148 yards and they held Michigan State to 63 yards on the ground. Um, but, you know, through the air, the Spartans kind of had some big plays through the air with 232 uh, yards um, against 129 uh, for Nebraska. Another kind of a I don't want to say bad game, but just a, a, there's such a learning curve at quarterback with Nebraska and Heinrich Harburg. He was 12 of 28 for 129 yards, two interceptions. He lost a fumble. Um, so, you know, there's a quarterback issue at Nebraska, obviously. And, um, you know, this is going to have to be addressed in the offseason. And um, hopefully they can pick up one more win and go bowling for the program. First time in 2000 since 2016 that they would be able to do that. But, Jay, um, let's head off to these uh plays that we we're going to break down we have five of them and i'm really kind of interested in what you're going to say about some of these but the first one let's go with makai bear um makai bear tracking down this screen it was in the second quarter with 1240 left on the play clock first and 10 now this is a good uh good game from michigan state but again i really loved what makai bear showed on this play and especially nick hendrick too so we're going to highlight um Mr. Bear right here and you're not gonna yeah Nick Henrik is uh in at, at the second level he starts out at the line of scrimmage and then right before the snap he goes to the second level but Jay take us away what do you see here right they, I mean they're running a little bit of a I call it a flexed uh three three look and you got uh Makai uh Gaber he's playing the jack position mm -hmm. and so you know he's rushing and then you know the screen is there against the zone and this is a this is a play that you know it was actually a really good call you know because you're blitzing Nebraska's blitzing from the offense's right side Nebraska's left and they're running the screen opposite and they kind of crack block the first inside defender and had the corner running with the with the receiver so right so this is a little bit of a man man defense and a man beater right best zone or best uh, screens are against man right i.e quote-unquote, why uh, Michigan against Nebraska a couple years ago when they're stealing signs were able to stop it there uh, <laughs> in a crucial part. <laughs> but uh, but here, when you talk about Makai here, right, if you go all the way back to the beginning, right, look where he starts. He starts here. He's rushing upfield, right? And you, you're getting upfield, and, you know, the he, he's playing hard, right? They had a little bit of an inside move right there for him, mm -hmm. and is trying to get Javen Wright in there, getting him going, right? And it's a screen. He sees it. And the best thing you can do from a defensive line or guys that are rushing the passers come out of the stack and chase the ball, right? And look at look at Nick Heinrich, right? He gets crack blocked and then he takes on the block. Um, and then you had uh, Isaac Gifford coming, but this play was made by Nick right here, doing his job, right? Fighting, yeah. fighting it, getting off the block, giving himself up. That selfless play right there. It's kind of a hockey assist on a tackle. And then the effort by Makai uh, Gaber to go from the left side, essentially the hash mark on the on the left side of the field 
mm-hmm. and make the play all the way on the opposite numbers. And it's just pure effort, want to. And this is why he's been playing, you know, from the beginning of the year. And that's why you got to give credit to And then he also, like, he went for the strip, right? Yeah. And, you know, it was a good job by the Michigan State uh, running back there. And, and he almost knocked it out, right? This could have mm-hmm. been a huge play, you know, right here, highlight play. You get that fumble, then you got Chief uh, Borders, and and then you got Buford there. So I think this is a good effort play. This is how you play team defense. And they're, you know, Michigan State had a good play against a, a good coverage, and two guys that were doing it above and beyond uh, made that play or stopped that play from being an explosive play, right? So you think Nick Heinrich taking out two guys, two blockers, which is allowed mm-hmm. uh, the filler there, which would have been Buford at play side and Gifford backside to be able to get there and stop it if Gaber didn't get it. So, so it's just one of those things where, you know, look, this is what you see this year. This is what you grow to expect. And then when you talk about, you know, before the, you know, we got started, you know, being a little disappointed is probably just because you know how good this defense has played at times. But yeah. again, this is positive right here. These are the things that you tell kids, we need this and this is what we're capable of, um, you know, play in and play out. We have the depth. We have the guys that play with good energy. And, you know, I think he's been a highlight this year, at least for me, in my perspective how far he's came, but then also they've given him a chance to find a role within his defense. And he's, in my opinion, has been very successful this year. Makai Begayer has um, been a highlight all season long. Another guy that's been a highlight recently um, has been Emmett Johnson. Now I'm sorry with this box in top, right? Again, I can't change that, but um, this is another solid game. I think from Emmett Johnson at the running back position, um, he's starting to find a groove. He's starting to get more confident. And this was a really strong run from from Emmett, right? Yeah, I think every time that he plays, every time he, he's learning, right? Everything is new to him. And this yeah. is kind of like an overload uh, counter power. And then you see him right there making a good cut, right? You get downhill, right? Hits it in the seam, in there, squeeze it in there, yeah. right? Good ball security. Um, and then what he did was he didn't make anybody miss, but the two safeties right there, he's trying to split them. And this is where... You know, he's been coached up really, really well um, you know, by the running back coach right here. You hit it downhill, stay tight right off of Borkature, right? Mm-hmm. Then you kind of read the block by Nuri, right? You want to split it and you want to get north and south right there, right? Good look at the ball security right there. And then That's he was tight. trying to split him right there and then get a couple yards after contact and ball security. Good. What is that? 11-yard run. 11-yard. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, first of all, you want to give it up to the guys that are blocking, right? Yeah. They, they did a good job right here. And this is what you want. The guy hat on hat, guys, you know, staying on their blocks and trying to finish. And then you have a running back that's uh, making them look good, right? It blocked up. He, great read. Hits it. Gets skinny. And try to get skinny again. And so, a uh, really good run there by uh, Emma Johnson. But it starts with the guys up front. It starts with the guys in motion. I think that's Bonner, Borkature. Um, a little bit different way to run it. Good Jenkins there picking up first uh, sign of darkness there. Mm-hmm. Nuri, Borkajuri right there. And then, uh, you know, Ben Hart, you know, got a little bit off of kilter there. But then Emmett Johnson did it and made him miss. And then he can read it right there. Good job. Good run right there. That's more than a positive play. If you're a play caller, first and 10, coming out of the third quarter, you know, you go downhill for 11 yards. You, you know, you really feel like you're uh, in a good position to uh, – try to take the game over and so this is what's interesting about this game is you know you, you know nebraska can start off a little slow you know energy wise you're 10 10 and then you bust out with 11 yard gain right off the rip man this is uh something that where where you this is the, these are the things that you start to hold them accountable to to a higher percentage because this is something that they can do right look at this you know physical good pads way to 
counter the move or counter right there by Ben Scott, right? Kind of got stood up, but then you see how he tried to fight to get his hands back in there. Um, and that allowed Emmett Johnson to hit it, right? You can't round this off, right? Essentially downhill dive. It's like, you know, like 11, we used to call this 11 run readily, essentially right off the center's butt. You see that right there. Mm -hmm. You want to like to stay up the hash, right? And then you want to get back to the hash. And that's where he was trying to do it. So really, uh, a really good job of by EJ there, or EJ Beathard, um, you know, by getting guys ready, getting Emmett ready, and then obviously giving confidence to where he can make this right here. This is really improvement. It's probably a little bit more authoritative run versus a couple games ago. Mm -hmm. And that's just letting you know he's uh, getting more comfortable and the offensive line is getting more comfortable with him. And somebody else that's getting another young guy that's getting more comfortable, Cam Lenhart. Cam Lenhart kind of yeah. started the season comfortable, it looked like, but he's still learning. Yeah. Uh, he had a good good start to the season. Um, then faced that injury. Um, now he's back and he's looking 100%. And I really enjoyed this play um, from from Cam right there. An interior lineman looks like he's lining up as, as a three-tech right there and, and splits a right. double and gets in the backfield for another sack. Yeah, coming out of high school, I mean, he's really he's been coached well in high school, and it's kind of just ever since he's been on campus, he's just been that guy, right? And so he, he's taken to Terrence Knighton's, uh, you know, NFL experience, and obviously highly, you know, you know, respected coaching experience. Yeah. And look at that, the, the, what he's doing right there—a good inside stab, right? And then you kind of swim, move, and stay tight. And then you get your pad square, and then what we that what we used to call is called run the hoop, right? That means you get you know right up to the backfield shoulder and don't get widened here or getting thrown too deep past the quarterback, mm -hmm. right here. Good leverage, right? His pads are underneath both those guys. That's how you split a double team, and then you like a guy that can close. And I like that left hand up there because he was going to block the pass, you know, yeah. or tip the ball. But then once he got there, he finished the play. So um, that's a closing. That that's a highlight you know, real right there. When you see it, first of all, it starts with the get off. So you look at the get off right there and look at what he's doing. He's getting off. And so he's creating pressure to that right guard, right? Mm -hmm. See with the inside stat, he owns him right there and see, look, he counters off of him. Look at the leverage, kind of a rip under move, just kind of blows right through him right there. A late, you know, come over by the center. And then uh, like the left hand there, this is a teaching tape right there. So I'm, I can't speak for coach Knighton, but this is something where you talk about like a coach's clinic or, a recruit yeah kid right you know that you're recruiting like, listen to this we, we can put you at all different types of positions we got a kid mm -hmm. you know that started off really well battled injuries came back and didn't lose a step right here and you know that's a big part of the game but look nebraska's losing i always look at the when you make plays right mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta have somebody step up right nebraska's losing you can see the hauser starting to be 10 of 14 and it's the end of the third quarter so it's time for the defense and defensive players to make a play and he's one of the guys out there uh, that was do it that that has been doing it and then it's good to see him back because he was a big factor before I think he had like an ankle injury or lower leg injury and so yeah. this is this is definitely uh you know in the positive right here and it's good to have him because the more guys you can throw at people even though it's you know getting towards the end of the season is, and you're going to need everybody um you know to be playing at a high level and he definitely has been doing it you mentioning using this as kind of teaching tape or something that you could show recruits for Terrence Knight and that just like speaks to um you know just showing showing guys especially like carlon jones out of texas right. a husker commit an undersized guy but he's still playing the interior he's, he's playing all around the defensive line at bay city down there in texas i just see this play from cam lenhart and i think you know carlon jones i know i i he recently got a ohio state offer so that's really cool and exciting for him so it'll be uh, interesting if, if if he's uh actually in the husker class in december but you know this play 
um, from Cam Lenhart really kind of shows me something that maybe translates to what Carlon Jones, um, what they're so excited about with Carlon Jones, or the Husker staff. So, um, yeah, let's go with this uh, another play. And, you know, with these black shirt breakdowns, we like to show the highlights, the positive ones, but then also some plays that uh, maybe could have been better or maybe uh, weren't as good on Saturday. And this one, I'm I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on this. This is a first offensive play, Jay, and it's kind mm-hmm. of an outside outside run here from Josh Fleeks. But I wanted to maybe see a little bit more north or north and south here towards the end of it. But what did you see? Um, this is a play that Nebraska Marcus Satterfield went to quite often on Saturday right. with Fleeks. Um, so just take it away. What are they attempting to do on this play? First of all, Jay. Well, this is, uh, you know, I don't know if you, if you, this is old Vince Lombardi where they talked about the, uh, Packer sweep, right. Where they said, we want to seal here, seal, seal here. And then we want to hit it up the alley. And so you'd like to get again, right off that hash, right off Nuri's butt, right. You see how he was going, then he dipped out. Yeah. Just that little dip out kind of lessened, you know, maybe four or five yards. If, so it really mm-hmm. wasn't a bad play because positive it's the first yeah. play of the game. And you it's think there you to five. take. Yeah. So you're right here. You want to read Anthony Grant's block and you see Nuri. This is good blocking here, even though the uh, Malachi got jacked up against Cal Holiday. But listen, yeah. Cal Holiday ain't no He's joke. He's an so, all Big Ten guy. <laughs> listen, anybody, but look at Malachi, though, recovered, though. So you yeah. want to give McGuire, you want to give Malachi Coleman his, 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 his props, right? He ain't no punk going mm-hmm. in here. And that's look, it takes some courage as an 18-year-old freshman going there, hit a grown man. Any Listen, I'm going to tell you this. Any linebacker that plays with no gloves and no tape, you better be ready for a four, for a four round fight or a four quarter fight. Yeah. And give it up to Malachi Coleman. I mean, I want to. I mean, listen to this right here. You're right. The initial pop, boom. What did he do? Stay on it. Went that's right at him. Right. That's improvement. Right. So you're not. You can't. It, as a coach, you can't be like, all right, I, I, I expect you to pancake him. Right. Mm-hmm. His first play of the game, Cal Halliday said, "Listen, I'm not playing games." Right. Mm-hmm. Malachi, look, no fair dodging. Though this is what I like. You could could you get a little bit lower? Sure. Right. But Cal Holiday is about 5'11. Malachi is a legit 6'4, 6'5. But what I like is his ability to recover and then essentially win that play. Now, what you would like here, as far as fleeks right here, is to be able to get north and south, you know, at the worst case scenario, up the numbers. And, and the reason why I say it is because from a defensive perspective, I always looked at where the offensive play is trying to hit. And, yeah. and then you try to stop that. It's good blocking there. I mean, these plays right here that, maybe weren't so much highlights you look at the the left side of the line right here right double team tried to get up to the second level number five is a good but he, number five is out running the left tackle at six or seven yards deep that's that's what you want as an offensive play caller that's why you got to hit it up in there right mm-hmm. you got nuri so nuri most likely might try to get number five if he got good eyes but he's going for the safety so that's why you want to be right see that little gap right there yeah right between uh that's Doss, or no, that's Grant. Good block by Grant right there. You mm-hmm. want to be off Grant's butt, right? Look at that, off Grant's butt, off of Nuri's butt, probably trying to be physical against number five. So, mm-hmm. um, and again, for number five to run away from the left, <laughs> I mean, look, he, he can touch anybody. So really, Nuri did a really good job going up to the safety. And so when you go out wider, right, because these guys are kicking these guys out and maybe trying to seal them, right? There's a kickout block by Nuri and whoever he's at, right? You got a pin down right there. And you're going to take this guy where Nuri's at, wherever he wants to go. So he's coming out to fill out outside. So you want to cut right off of Malachi, off mm-hmm. of Kale Holiday, because Malachi got a good block. He's still engaged with him. Yeah. So if Kale Holiday makes a one-handed tackle, so be it. I feel like Josh Fleeks is strong enough to get up in there. So really, it's a good positive play, but we could have got 10 yards on that play. And it's probably the hidden yardage that maybe Satterfield and those guys 
are talking about because I think it was just a repetition thing. And, um, you know, it, it's look, you got good blocking there. You go look at Fedoni up there getting the backside block, working, working, working. So, you know, really when you start to get the nuances of the plays, I think you become a better football player and a better football team. And so as much as the struggles were at times, mm -hmm. you know, when the coaches are saying, man, we we're close, like this is legitimately close versus a coach can't getting up there telling you that we just need to continue to do the same things that we're doing. Just need to get better. This is actual factual. I call this tangible evidence, right? So 10 and even, and also <laughs> let's go back to Harburg. Look at Harburg tried to get him some watch Harburg, Harburg, yeah. Harburg pump your brakes a little bit, man. You know, try to hit. Watch Harburg try to hit number nine. I don't mean to clown him a little bit, but I hear you, Harburg. He said he had to try to get him some, yeah. and uh, he went up in there. You know, he went up in there and got pistol whip a little bit, but he's still standing. Yeah. Uh, might not want to pick fights with defensive end, especially for Michigan State. But um, all jokes aside, you probably want to get that play is meant to be hit in between the numbers and the hash, right? Mm -hmm. So right on that big ten, left foot down, upfield. You see that? See what I mean right there? Yeah. It's kind of a uh, you know it's kind of the old Denver Broncos, a different way of running a different Denver Broncos old uh, zone blocking scheme, just with different characters, right? Mm -hmm. Outside zone, boom, right up the hit, right up the yeah. hill. So, you know, really to be honest with you, it's, it's when you, I watch the game differently. When you think about this, <laughs> and as I'm watching it, Marcus Satterfield and those guys have had to kind of patchwork different type, different runs in different yes. ways. Yeah. So you want to give them credit that you're being innovative or you're creative, I guess. You just got to get the execution and the nuances of the plays up to with that. And then because both of the everybody's thinking, oh, well, Anthony Grant missed the block. No, he didn't. Mm -hmm. He got the guy. He got into him. Good block right there on the edges. Right. Didn't get a holding. You want to be inside Anthony Grant. Right. Look where he's taking him. Boom. Right now, probably if I had to evaluate it and Anthony Grant needs to have his head on the inside and kick him out. But look, he's a swallowing this dude up right here. This is a good block out in space. Right. So you want to make you want to make sure you get your body on them, right? You get your body on them, probably hand inside a little bit as we're, if we're you know, pulling uh, chin hairs right there. Where, but again, he's knocking him back, right? And then you finish it to the point to where he didn't get, you know, a cheap holding call on a, on a positive run. So yeah, just the execution of it uh, needs to be just, that's a different, that's the different difference in the minor details. And probably I'm sure from the coach's perspective and, 10 plays right and those are 10 these this could have been a very winning play and so if you hit it up there right there see how that dip where he dipped out mm -hmm. you need to dip, dip up in there and um and then uh you probably would have got four or five more yards yeah absolutely and so for this last play that we're going to break down it's you know one of the huge moments of the game it's the 25 yard touchdown pass that michigan state backup quarterback sam levitt uh through and you know I watched the replay. I didn't think it was a touchdown. Uh, sorry, a bird flew in my window over here to my right. But yeah, getting back to this, uh, you know, Jay, what did what did you see here? Obviously, Nebraska, um, the the pass rush, the five man rush does not get home. Um, yeah. Newsom is out on an island alone with Fallon San, uh, Sanford, uh, the single high safety. It's a it's a good throw. A um, lot of hand fighting going on. It's a double sure. move from from the receiver. But uh, Jay, take us through this one. And and first of all, what what are your thoughts on the officiating for the game while you're um, answering this? Uh, well, first, well, first of all, on the officiating, it was, I mean, Dean Blandino is paid by the Big Ten, and essentially he is the overseer. He trains the officials, so yeah. he's seen the replay. He's able to see it replay wise, and he was emphatic very early yeah. that it wasn't a catch. 
the announcers didn't think it was a catch. Look, when you play mm-hmm. against a team that's desperate, you got to understand you you got to make them play football, right? And make them pay play pitch and catch. So they're going to double move you, triple move you. Okay. The look, there's no control there and the ball moved. Um so really Yep. Uh I'm not really sure how it was a, a catch. And Phelan Sanford needs to go through the ball, right? You know, instead so of So you want him to lay a lick. You want him to lay a hit on I that. want him to go for the ball. Yep. And if the guy gets hit, you know, if you go for the ball, you most likely won't get a target. And he went for the interception. And mm-hmm. that's just going to the ball through, you know, to the ball through the man. That's now granted, we're b- being very picky here. Yep. So, you, you know, good job. I mean, you got, you know, you'd like to say Newsom, don't bite that quick on a slant, you know, right? Don't, don't stop, right? But, you know, you get good recovery, right? Good ball technique, a little quick. You see that little quick push off there by Michigan State, dude? Yes. Um, that's all fair. That's all fair in game, right? Right there. That's just right, him being re- physical. He can do right. that. Yeah, right there. But it was probably the shove. I mean, to be honest with you, with the when you see the body jerk like this, yeah, you could probably get an offensive pass interference, right? Because it's a two hand jet right there, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you'd like to have better technique on the on the uh, first initial right there. Then he recovered. Okay, he's pulling right. So now it's all fair. He wants to get him off. Good, good. He tries to track the ball right there. Another push off. Look at the push off right there, right? Yep. Um, still has his hand in there. Good battle. I don't think it was a catch. I mean, it's it it wasn't a catch. It it just it's it's just very interesting when you think about that play and the Minnesota play where Dean Blandino, who oversees all these refs, right? That means they from my uh, knowledge, they report to him that Mm -hmm. your boss says that isn't a catch with replay. Yeah. And they quickly did it, and, you know, home field advantage or whatever. I mean, that doesn't look like that's not a catch. That's almost and so, you know, it was look, you gotta give them credit, they got credit for. It. I don't necessarily know if you want to be, you know, I think you're probably, you know, I guess a touchdown is a touchdown, right? And so mm-hmm. it was a good route. Um, you would like to see better coverage and better safety help as well. You see, Sanford okay. was going for the pick, you know, and, and mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta say, we got to let's make these guys, you know, score. And so I think a change in mentality when you're playing teams like this. You know, one thing is, that, Steve, what people don't understand is when you play in any game of football, um, it's situational football broke down into about 12 to 15 segments, right? And it depends on the score of the game, right? The team that you're playing um, and what they're playing for and, you know, the momentum shifts in the game, right? You got a new quarterback in here, a young guy, so you got to know what he's doing. He, he yeah. he's, trying to, he's trying to make a highlight tape. Mm-hmm. He, ain't throwing, he ain't throwing short, right? And if you've seen that against Minnesota, you know exactly what he's doing. He's trying to – he thinks he can throw the ball. Oh, yeah. He, you know, he can throw it in a windstorm and, and put it on a dime. So, you got to know who's in there. You know he's going to try you deep. Now, granted, you'd like the pass rush to be there a little bit. Yeah. When you go back and look at it, right, you, look, you know, we need to get up the field. We need to start, you know, maybe a little bit wider, you know, as far as that. we got to get in his face. You know, we didn't have any – we had two guys one-on-ones. And maybe it wasn't a good time to run games or something like that because you kind of ran a game that kind of stops it. They're in max protect here, close to max protection, three-man route, mm-hmm. right? Good coverage by Omar Brown, locked up down down uh, at the bottom. And the safety needs – I mean, this guy didn't even look off to the to the left. So No, he knew where he was going. Right. You, so you got to think that, you're there. you know, we talk – when we break down high school tapes, what do I say? Hit the numbers, hit the sidelines, and cock your head back to the boundary. That's where they're going to pass to the boundary. They're not going to necessarily try to throw deep first look like that in the red zone to the wide side of the field. And the reason why is you go back to the Minnesota game on the seven route, right? 
they were on the other side of the 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 hash and they threw it to the pylon. That's not a quick developing pass. This is a quick developing trying to hit you over the top of the head with a double move. So you got to know time, where you're at on the field, whether you're in the boundary, middle of the field, or wide side of the field, and then also know the personnel you're getting get you know going against. And so at the end of the day, even with that said, better pass rush, like to get in his face, probably you got two guys too deep, right? And all that stuff. It still wasn't a catch. You could sit, you could sit up there and nitpick on every little thing, right? Yep. Um, I like the call. I like the matchup, right? It's good on good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're allowed to make plays. Now let's get I'll give you credit when you actually catch a touchdown. That's in my opinion, which obviously doesn't mean anything, where you got a referee right there that's not even bending down and looking, right? He looked like he's thinking about where, you know, where he's gonna get something to eat. Um <laughs> you know he's not tracking the ball in the hands right look at this and it moves right yep and that's where you know you have they always say the ground can't cause you to have an incompletion but if you don't have control of it complete control of it and then with dean blandino definitely sees it and he has a better eye for it than me and you Mm -hmm. and and he has the um ability to see slow motion real time and all that stuff Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with what he said. Forget what Jay Foreman said. I'm going to go with what he said. I don't think it was a touchdown. Absolutely. So it was kind of a disappointing game overall and just a disappointing game at the end for Husker fans, especially uh, because officiating kind of made a huge impact in the game. But, um, you know, they still had to leave East Lansing with the loss. They have loss on their record, 5-4 and four overall, 3-3 three and three in the Big Ten. And now uh, Tulia tight. Uh, Tagovailoa and the Maryland Terrapins come to Lincoln and they can throw the ball around a little bit. They have... Uh, recently had just kind of a, a losing stretch here, but um, they're still a talented offense. You know, they've lost uh, one, two, three, four, four in a row. They're coming off a 51 to 15 loss um, uh, in at home at two, a really good Penn State team, number 11 in the right. country. Uh, but now they get on a plane and, and fly to Lincoln. Overall thoughts uh, before we get out of here, Jay, just quick, quickly on the team. Yeah, I mean, look, they got a, good, a veteran quarterback. It knows yep. the system. They got a good running back in him, him be, and they got a mm-hmm. couple of receivers. Um, and so, you know, they're going to come and stress your, your, your defense. And I think as long as the defense, you know, goes out there and don't, doesn't give up explosive plays that are unearned, that means, you know, busting coverage, I think we'll be okay. And, then I think offensively, I think we we have got a block like we did, you know. Yeah. At times, you know, you know this game, and get on these guys. And then as far as the passing game goes, we just got to hit the open guy. There's some guys that are open. We just got to hit them. And so just keep it, you know, putting one foot in, in front of the other. And Penn State is a lot like Michigan State. They they they're probably show up here more confident, think they can get a get back game. But also, it's false confidence because if you punch these guys in the face and from a physical standpoint, and it's not just knocking somebody over, mm-hmm. it's consistently being on them and leaning on them, they will break because they are on a losing streak. So they are having false securities based on their insecurities and how they have let the, the, themselves down. You got to think just a few weeks ago, they were looking at a nine win season. Mm-hmm. And now they're showing up with a five and four record, the same one as us. And essentially both of us are going to be in a dog fight for to get that bowl eligible. So um, I like our chances, especially at home. And uh, I look for the defense to really bounce back this week. 
Absolutely. And it's going to be interesting to see how Maryland flying halfway across the country, 11 a.m. game, central time. It's just going to be an odd, odd kind of game for them. So, yeah, I think the opportunity uh, is there. Uh, the advantage lies with the Huskers being at home and having your opponent fly halfway across the country. So we will see um, how everything plays out. It's going to be really, really interesting down the stretch here. So for uh, Jay Foreman, I am Steve Mark, and that was a black shirt breakdown Michigan State style. We'll catch you all later.